came together really, really quickly. Um, I would say it was a couple days before um, we actually made the deal. Um, we connected on, on multiple things, but, you know, it was the subject of KD potentially, you know, being in Phoenix um, was something that he wanted to pursue and something that the Nets were open to discussing. And so we started having conversation, and they went really, really quickly. And here we are. That's James Jones, president of basketball operations of the Phoenix Suns, on with Burns and Gambo last week here on Arizona Sports. The uh, story, everybody in the NBA world is still talking about the Suns. They were able to make the trade for Kevin Durant. We won't see him on the court for a while. We saw a couple of Suns, uh, former Suns, make their debuts for the Brooklyn Nets over the weekend. Here to talk about the Suns at this point, our uh, Suns insider from Arizona Sports, Kellen Olsen, joins us on the Arizona Sports line. Good morning, Kellen. How are you? Morning, guys. Doing well. I know it was a head-spinning turn of events <laughs> in the middle of the week, and I know we dealt with it after uh, getting the news on Thursday morning that that deal went down. Uh, have you been able to recover yet? Yeah, I, I feel great. I'm ready to cover All right, what good. is going to be a, a different basketball team with far uh, more expectations, as I'm sure you guys have talked about. When you break this down, Kellen, we talked about it last week. My biggest concern with all of this is, hey, Kevin Durant is an all-timer. There's no doubt about it. Twelve, Top 12, top 15 player of all time. You're adding him to a team that's got great talent already. But with 22 games left about when, when he's ready to make his debut, and then you factor in probably a few games off here and there for injury management, you're looking at 18, 19 games to get this right heading into the playoffs. How big of a concern is that for you? Uh, it, it's it's a slight concern, but I, I wouldn't say it's 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 chief among them. I, I think that defensively there are some things that they have to figure out. Um, I, I think that replacing Mikel Bridges on that end just changes the way that you design your defense entirely. So I'm just curious to see how much of their scheme changes what they do exactly. I think obviously who defends John Morant, Jamal Murray, CJ McCollum, De'Aaron Fox, like those kinds of guys, right? Like from a one-on-one matchup perspective, there's that that changes as well, but there's their scheme as well. I think Kevin Durant is going to help a lot there. He is an excellent defensive player. He has been really, really good on that end this year. So he's going to help there, but there's still some big-time adjustments there. Offensively, honestly, guys, I don't think there's much adjustment at all. I'm not saying that you just flip him in to Mikael Bridges' role by any means, but Kevin Durant has done this multiple times before, and I saw over the weekend that Steve Kerr was asked, like, how difficult was it to adjust once a player like Kevin Durant came in, and he just uh, told me, like, honestly, wasn't that hard. (laughs) And that's the type of thing that you rarely hear for a player of his magnitude because you have to change your system to get the most out of those types of players. But Kevin Durant has done this a couple of times now. The word adaptability is what I've been coming back to for the last couple of days here in in talking about him because he's done this before, and especially on offense with the way that the Suns play, similar to the way Golden State plays with their philosophies. He's going to... He's going to fit right in, and they have a lot of sets with Devin Booker, McElbridge is already that that designed. They're designed to get him the ball in the spots that he likes to have the ball. So that won't be much of an issue. They've still got some some things to figure out there. Of course, I, I think we all want to see. Okay, three minutes left in the game. This is when it's usually Devin Booker or Chris Paul, and now Kevin Durant enters a picture. It should probably be Kevin Durant who has the ball, honestly. But they've got that kind of whole thing to figure out that everyone's curious to see. But honestly, the adjustment period, I'm watching defense more than offense. Gotcha. Yeah, and I'm curious about this. What do you think, and and maybe this is much ado about nothing, because transition basketball doesn't really, um, it, it really isn't that 
relevant or resonant in the postseason, but just the pace at which the Suns operate their offense. Is that a concern without the young guys, the Twins? No, I, okay. I don't. I don't think so because I think Kevin Durant wants to wants to play at a similar pace. I think that should Kevin Durant get an isolation possession or two a quarter, probably because because he's Kevin Durant. Now is that going to like a bog down the Suns' defense? No, or offense, I should say. It, it won't. And and it, when they get transition opportunities, still they are going to run. I, I think it's going to be more interesting to see once the playoffs come around, Dan, if if they choose to. Slowdown games. I think we've seen certain teams in in certain in situations offensively choose that for the better of, of of the pace of the game, and and that's where I wonder if they'll switch to that a bit more. I think that it benefits them to play quicker. It's always helped their style of play more, and it's going to be interesting to see how they adjust to that over the next couple of weeks. But in terms of changes offensively, I'd be really surprised if we're sitting here three weeks later and talking about how much their offense. Has changed again. Like I'm, I'm going back to the defense. Kellen Olson from Arizona Sports, our guest here on uh, Bickley and Murata Mornings. There's been a lot of discussion, a lot of people trying to figure out. All right, with all these new pieces coming in, who's going to be ultimately that fifth member of the starting lineup with Chris Paul, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, and Kevin Durant? You could certainly make an argument for uh, Tory Craig, who's been good this year in in that role, pressed into that duty when when Cam Johnson went down. You can make an argument for Josh Okogie. Who is your argument for, or do you think it's more situation-based, more matchup-based moving forward? I think that's what it could ultimately come down to, but this, for me, you guys are talking about like things we're going to be watching for over these 22 games. I think this is it, honestly, because the identity of this team when it comes to depth, like, that was the most fascinating part of this trade to me is because we, we talked over the summer about this. Like If they made a Kevin Durant trade, that was going to abandon the team-building philosophies of James Jones, and, and this is still... A pretty deep team, but it's a deep team in a different way now where with the addition of Terrence Ross, they've got 11 guys now essentially competing for what will be, what, three or four spots. And and if you look at a guy like Terrence Mm -hmm. Ross, for example, it's him, Landry Shamit, Damian Lee, and Josh Akogi, and probably it'll probably just be one of those guys that plays in the playoffs, maybe two. And and then you look at backup point guard, that's probably where campaign is going to play. You've got the backup big spot, that's Biombo. Or Landale, but again, that could fluctuate based on matchup. Guys, remember, like Kevin yeah. Durant should play some small ball five, so we we don't even know how much they're going to be playing a backup five. And then you've got the backup four spot. That's where a couple of other names come in. I think that it should be Tory Craig for now. I think that the stability that he brings as someone who has played in the system for a whole lot of time, plus his his rebounding and his defense and just the rhythm that he's been able to find in that spot this year is in there. But I think a lot of guys have a lot of different cases. I think someone like Ish Wainwright has a pretty good case, to be honest. He's yeah, played the best basketball of pretty much anyone that we're going to talk about for that spot in the last three weeks. I think that he's been playing the best basketball of his career. He's in an interesting spot where his two-way contract is about to run out of games and they've got to get him on a regular deal if they want to keep him around. But you look at the defense and offense uh, combination that you're looking for out of these guys, and I think that it's just been just about as good as anyone. But you can make a case for a half dozen guys, Vince, like you're saying, and that's what's going to make to me the thing that I'm going to be watching the most over the next two, three weeks until, of course, that number 35 steps on the court for the first time. Now, obviously, uh, the, the three of these guys together, um, the Phoenix Suns weren't exactly beloved across the NBA prior to this. T- talk to me a little bit about the target that's going to be on their back and, and, and just what that element of it all, the, the psychological element now uh, of the Suns instantly regaining a swagger that that 
quite frankly, kind of been lost a little bit this year. I, I think that it's going to come in some different ways, Dan. It's, it's been interesting to hear and read some of the reactions to this, of course, because I think that at least locally, I think a lot of people are looking at this and they are worried about that fifth starter. They are worried about the the construction of this team now and if they gave up too much and the depth that they need. But I'll have a piece up on ArizonaSports.com later today just about Terrence Ross and, and just about the depth that they have. And depth doesn't really matter when you have a top five player, a top ten player, and then two guys that range from what, like 30 to 60 or 70, depending on how optimistic or pessimistic you want to be about Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton. I mean, you think back to some, and I'm not saying the Suns are headed for this at all, but you think back to some of the greatest teams we've had in the last 15 years, the fifth starters. You guys remember Mario Chalmers, Zaza Pachulia, Tiago Splitter, guys like that. Like, we're not we're not talking about them by any means in terms of, like, key difference makers on teams, but the, it was because of the greatness around them. And I think that's going to be the thing about this team specifically. I'm interested, Dan, to see what happens if they start rolling off 11 in a row. Yeah. I think that's when the chatter will really start to begin with, like, oh, brother, Kevin Durant on a super team again. Here we go again. <laughs> Is this really Kevin Durant's team? Is this what he needed to solidify his legacy? Right. Get ready for a lot of Kevin Durant legacy talk. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that personally does not really interest me as much. I know you guys will will get into it a fair bit, as is your job with this kind of thing. But honestly, I'm just really excited to see Kevin Durant play basketball in this style with these guys specifically. And I think that's what applied to him, too, the most about this. But, of course, everyone is going to talk about this in some kind of way. Well, it's interesting because this will become Kevin Durant's team now. It's like, uh, well, no, it's Devin Booker's team still. That's how this works. And that's how it's going to work here for a while. And, And I don't think that... That Kevin Durant will care much about that, to be honest. Again, we all try and think about what he thinks, but I, I, I think he's just ready to, and really excited to play in the system with these guys, as he should be. Kellen, before we let you go, Terrence Ross's name has come up a bit, and I've been a fan of Terrence Ross. I like what he brings. I yeah. like his skill set. Um, I am a little bit surprised that the Suns went down that road for more of a wing, more of a swing player in the buyout market, as opposed to a backup point, because the concern... I mean, I've got concerns about Cameron Payne. This injury has lingered for a long time. How do you break down that whole process and, and what the Suns ultimately opted to do? Yeah, I would tell Suns fans to keep an eye on ArizonaSports.com today. Hopefully we will get an update from Monty Williams in some fashion. They haven't been home for about a week and a half here, so we haven't been able to speak with him about it. And then, of course, the All-Star break is coming up. It did look like campaign did some on-court uh, basketball activity so far in the last week or two, which is, of course, where your concern went was coming from Vince because we didn't see him do any of that uh, the last time they were home. So uh, hopefully he's doing well, and I would assume that this type of move indicates that he's doing well in, in that facet. I think the more interesting thing is here, they, I, I think shooting and defense were the two things that they need, needed to address with, with the buyout market, and they opted for shooting more than defense. But Terrence Ross is a guy who's incredibly athletic still, at this point in his career, but it's just a matter if he can put things together. You guys remember how we would see guys leave the Suns a couple years ago and wonder if they could put it together defensively, like Eric Bledsoe went from a guy who we watched fall asleep off the ball to a guy who made an all-defense team on the Bucs. So you just never know how that transition is going to go for guys. Terrence Ross is coming from Orlando, where he was for seven years, so we don't really know what to expect from him defensively, but he can shoot the ball and he can score, and they needed someone like that. It's why T.J. Warren is an important part of this team as well. Uh, it was an interesting ad, though, Vince. You're right. I think it does add up to me, though, at least. that It seems like we should be seeing campaign sooner rather than later, but again, keep an eye out for updates coming in the next couple of days while the Suns are, are home here uh, for the last few games for the All-Star break, and then, of course, through the All-Star break. Gotcha. Callan, great stuff. Thanks so much for joining us. We appreciate it.